Hi, everyone, and welcome back to Morgan's Universe. I am your host, Morgan, and I'm here with... Annie! Annie! I, like, I feel like we have to have a better, less cumbersome way of starting of having an intro. Intros are the worst. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Oh, and Toby! And Toby has announced herself. Absolutely. And now is she going to make her way back to the chair to hang going out? to no. recline somewhere. She, mm, yeah, Goodbye. she looks like she's... Okay. Bye. Bye, Toby. <laughs> All right. Um, sweet. Hi, y'all. Welcome back to another episode. Um, we have just finished... What did we just finish? Oh Bubble Buddies. Bubble Buddies. Right. Oh, my God. I was so excited for this episode. We watched Bubbles but. Bubbles Buddies, Bubble Buddies, Bubbles Buddies, Bubbles Buddies, and Serious Steven. Thanks for coming back another week. Let's get into it. Let's do it. Let's freaking do it. Okay. I was so excited. I forgot that it was Bubble Buddies this week. I didn't. I remember the whole time. Because I've been very excited for it. it. Yeah. I've been hashtag depressed. So... (laughs) Yeah. Well, if I'm going to be honest, no, no, I which I was should be. Say me too. <laughs> yes, you as well. We've yeah, discussed. We had a long first. conversation about this um, prior to recording. But last episode, I was very uh, disassociated. That's if true. you remember, yes. So I was having a lot of like after having that, what my brain considered to be a failure of a recording episode session. Mm. Um, I had lost a lot of momentum and like a lot of fire mm. in my in my soul um, for a couple of days. I was just like, I hate to hear that. Damn, like I'm sad because I didn't kill it last episode. You right. know, like I wasn't I wasn't at a hundred percent, which is fine. And I think that like that is a part of the journey. That's a part of the trajectory as we discuss mental health. And all these other things. Not every day can be a big W. Not every day can be a win. No. No. And it doesn't mean it's an L either. No. It doesn't. I was just, you know. Unless you're me. In I was. Case, um, in, in it's the L no. word. No. Oh, well, the L word. <laughs> yes. No, but you're never no. losing. You can't be <laughs> no. losing. No, I'm not losing. <laughs> Lesbian, though. Lesbian. That's, that's me. the word we're talking that's about. The word we're talking if you about. haven't caught on yeah. yet. Um, my favorite phrase that is very hot right now with the with the youths and also the internet peeps. I feel like such a fucking old the fact that I just said internet peeps. That's disgusting. I understood it exactly. You I know, but like I'm old. yuck. <laughs> um when people say it's mid, you haven't heard that one yet. Mm-mm. Okay, mid means it's literally what it sounds like. It's mid. Like not good, not bad. It's just oatmeal. literally like not even worth like it's it. mid. Um and that's pretty much how I felt the past week. Okay, it's I been very mid. Um, I hope there's like a like a twelve year old TikToker who's like, "You're using that wrong." Right. Like, I want someone to cyber bully me when after we, this. When we first met, there was something. Oh, good soup was what we we had been <sighs> talking about. Yes, there's a soup. lot I miss. Yeah, you're not on TikTok, huh? Um, once a month, I go through TikTok and check all the oh. messages that mm. I have received. And don't give me your t- I will just send you things with no response because I'm like oh that's fun oh that's fun you know how do you do that and not then be on TikTok for like the rest of your life I'm overwhelmed and confused 
Fair. Yeah. That was me for a long time. And yeah. then I kind of felt, I finally like figured it out. To be fair though, I am like for sure on whatever Instagram's equivalent of TikTok is. Like, I don't know how I end the up there. The explore page, yeah. essentially. But I am like, yeah. uh, how did I end up here? But then it just grabs, like, it's like a total. Yeah. It's the same thing. I know that it's just a. a it's like, an, algori- it's an algorithm. It's sucking you in. Yeah. yeah. Sucking me in. So my problem is that I'm on that version of every app, like YouTube, TikTok, yeah, totally. and Instagram. Totally. And so that means that I'm never, I, I'm never like I they have me by my throat every single one of them shouldn't it be illegal just like it feels especially when you're neurodivergent <laughs> like I feel like we need a lawsuit like that's just disrespectful like, I feel like it's just the same way that that not I mean obviously not the same drama but like tobacco companies know what they're doing they no why is it different when a social media is like we will a social media a person a social media a social media is like we will literally purposefully grab you by giving you bad news like all of this yeah it's ugly it's we're just gonna we're gonna like literally fuck your brain over yeah it's bad forever we're never gonna stop product yeah Yeah, so i i'm kind of i'm curious about where this goes i do think about that a lot because it does i'm sorry if you could hear me scratching my head (laughs) to the audience um i had to see it you had to see well i'm sure it looked good it did yeah yeah my hair i have a haircut my hair looks real good right now I didn't even know. I'm sorry. This, my hair's in a bun. Okay, you can't okay. tell. But I have a mullet again. Oh, I saw that on the Instagram. You saw now. the you saw yeah. the mullet. Yes. Yeah, it looks great. And then for people who are following me on Instagram, you will be able to then do back backtracking time wise to mm. see when this episode was recorded in relation to Exactly. And that's time the frame. only way you'll find out. That's no, I we will never give any other ever. context ever again. Um okay. We've been on a tangent. Mm-hmm. Bubble buddies. I was saying I was very I was very excited for this episode at the end of last episode. I still was excited, but I had a depression mid vibe. It blinds you for the past week. But yeah. we're here, and as soon as you pulled it up, I went, "Oh, <gasps> buddies!" Mm-hmm. I was so excited. And this es- episode was a gasp a minute. Oh, oh, because I fucking love Connie. Yeah, I don't know if I've ever told. I want to get a Connie tattoo. You should. I, I don't will. know enough yet, but you're like, but you should. But I know. And for oh god no 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 I'm not even gonna because if I say it like no, you're gonna catch anything. on don't okay I'm not gonna say anything the other tattoo I have idea no. I have but you're gonna it's gonna Get give out. you too no, much away don't do it um for anyone who's curious you can send me a private DM and I'll tell you what <laughs> tattoo idea it is yeah or you can just wait or I could just wait yeah you'll have to wait a little while couple but years. I'll that's all yeah it's just a couple years <laughs> are we gonna be doing this that long we don't know I hope so maybe I think I are mean, we gonna be friends that long Annie I'm just kidding no I usually mate for life. I love that. Yeah. Same, actually. Yeah. Okay. Glad that we've established that. Okay. We're never getting rid of each other. Um, yeah, I love Connie so much. I want to get a t- Connie tattoo. And I'm so happy that you finally met her. Yes. Because she's a light. Yes. I love Connie. Um, you immediately... at the So let's explain what this episode is. Like I said, we've met Connie. Connie is Steven's... Like, she's a human. She's another human that we've established she's kind of like new to beach city she's new to the neighborhood um she's at least like a, a unique in her presence like right she sounds like she's been there for a year or she's been back right. and she's forth been for around a year. yeah she's been around but like nobody knows her okay. she's very like you can tell she's like we meet her she's reading at the beach alone yeah she's not like you know everyone else we've met so far has been in the context like on the boardwalk they're all like living in the neighborhood. They're all around together. Connie is not. We mm-hmm. don't see her in that context. So we meet Connie in this episode. And this episode is all about Stephen having a beautiful 
sweet, awkward moment of wanting to meet this person and not knowing how. So nervous. So precious. I know. You're like, you lost it. It I was so it. good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we have Steven trying to meet this person. And essentially what happens is everything goes wrong in the in the first encounter with Connie. Um, he does some magic shit. He like creates this bubble um, around them. So for context, there were some like weird earthquakey things happening at the beginning of the episode with no context. And so when he goes to meet her, something falls off the cliff where she's by and he, you know, magic instinctively blows up, not blows up, but like a bubble appears around them. That is apparently one of his powers that we're just now learning about. We've never seen this before. I didn't even know. Okay. I didn't even know. Yeah. This is the first time it happens. And he's like, I don't know what this is, and I also don't know how to get rid of it. So now they're stuck in a bubble, hence yes. the phrase Bubble Buddies. Indeed. It's the name of the episode. Um, and he's like, I'm going to get us out of this. I'm going to get us out of this. I'm going to get us out of this. And he's so certain, and it's definitely out of nerves, out of, like, wanting to impress. He's like, no, 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 I got this. I got the situation. I got this. No. Every every single option falls apart. Yes. It makes them, It makes the situation a thousand times worse every time. Um, and they end up in the bottom of the ocean, deep in the bottom of the ocean with a monster worm mm-hmm. that we find out has been causing the earthquakes, um, by punching holes in the seabed, like the, the sea's crust, <laughs> the All ocean right, that floor. That makes more sense. Oh, I'm is that clicking sorry, now? It's clicked now. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. So this worm, this magic worm is creating these earthquakes okay. and, um, they get pushed even further down into one of these holes and they're like, we're, f- we're shit out of luck. And Connie loses it. Connie's been kind of like timid and chilling throughout this whole thing where she's like, I don't think that's going to work. Okay. Like whatever you think. And then she snaps and she she's snaps. like, nothing you do is nothing you're doing is working. Yeah. And she says, and I'm going to die alone without ever making a single friend. That was brutal. Brutal. And then we learn that Steven met has seen connie a year ago mm-hmm. and she dropped her glow bracelet and he picked it up and put it in the freezer just in case he would see her again and it's giving gay it's the whole thing so the, the whole episode's giving gay so gay just so we're clear just so we're clear why um, do you think i was gasping the whole time i know I it's like this is giving gay giving so fucking gay yeah. i love but the phrase love bubble in quotes has appeared in my book several times Lo- oh they were they were definitely in a love, love bubble, bubble yeah. absolutely you were like oh i'm relating so deeply to I, this w- I really have a lot to say <laughs> um so then he has the bracelet he gives it to her and then she realizes that she's seen him around and now she's like, wow, like that's such a meaningful thing. Like this person has been waiting a year to like give me this bracelet back and has been so have excited. Have you ever? No one in my life has ever never. done that. No. No. No one else has, no one's loved me, essentially. That's what well, I've learned. let's just, we'll nip that in the bud. That's not true, but. <laughs> um, but so. I don't know why I said that. I have a story, but yeah. Okay. <laughs> we'll get it. We'll get it. Um, but so then the bubble pops out of magic it's almost like maybe his nerves were the things causing the bubble to not pop Mm. Mm, a thought um and they float up to the to the surface of the ocean and then they're being chased by this worm because the worm is attracted to glowing things and now connie has a glowing bracelet on her arm yes so in that moment steven's like 
gets into crime fighting mode, world saving mode, and is like, give me your bracelet. Yeah. Go to safety. Mm-hmm. And he is able to utilize this little bracelet to attract this worm into a situation where it can't get out of and it dies. And then right when that happens, all the gems come. And for context, at the beginning of the episode, they were all very like, oh, Steven, like, who are you going to go meet? Like, yeah. they were being like, Annoying, annoying, nosy parents. Yeah, that are just like, oh, my my child has a crush. Who's this? Who's this person that you're, you know? So then they all kind of go and mess up, the, you know, insert themselves into yeah. Steven's relationship with Connie. Um, and it's a cute little embarrassing moment, and that's how the episode ends. So that's the the little summary. Um, so many things to say. It's almost like I wonder if we should just focus on this episode for a minute. I absolutely think we should because this episode's insane. It feels definitive. Uh huh. And I feel like to try and blend it with the serious Steven feels like a crime. We'll see. We'll we'll see where we get okay. with it. So let's just instead of doing the two episode arc, let's just stick with the one episode arc. For let's now. stick with Bubble Buddies, and we'll get into the second episode if we do. And if we don't, it'll be another episode. Bonus. You're welcome. Bonus. For free. Maybe on a patreon we won't pay wall this one but it's a thought i wasn't thinking that but but morgan well well. i'm like paywall bitch (laughs) no i no i'm just saying like maybe there will be some bonus patreon content someday sure i want to have a patreon i'd like to have a business sure oh i I want business sure business annie oh always always business annie yeah capitalist annie (laughs) she exists um (laughs) i also love how capitalist annie is a she She's oh she's a she she's a she but then like everyday the Annie is definitely yeah. they them yeah no. you don't know her you don't know business Annie you don't no. know capitalist Annie well there's a lot to unpack there but we that's another, another that's a time. bonus episode for I the just Patreon feel like <laughs> we all have a capitalist side because we're all we're all to raised in capital in yeah that's a yeah. conversation for an absolute time. another day I'm okay. Curious. I can tell that you're bursting at the seams to talk I'm about this episode. Bursting. And I absolutely, I want you to get into it because I fucking love this episode okay. and I want to know what you have to say. It's giving gay in first so all, many ways. This this fucking series is gay as shit. Yeah, first no, of we all. know that. We know. But yes, it's giving gay. And tell me what's making you feel that way, Annie. The first get thing into that, it, the Annie. First thing <laughs> to mind is this, uh, like... Again, I just said love bubble because mm. it's like the way we talk about intense romantic encounters. Mm. And so the fact that they just like were went for it. And they were literally like, were like, we're going to give it to love you. Love bubble. It's yours now. Which again, it's also crazy because they are friends. It yeah. is friendly. Sure. But. For now? I okay. won't ruin anything. Sure. If it's not. I just can't. I'm You're going to lose. I'm going to lose. Know. So here's the thing. <laughs> Whether they're friends, whether they're lovers one day, like the love, whatever. The, the love, the love bubble is, is still, yes, there. immediately. So the bubble comes out because I think his gem activates. Yes. And it like, because he's giving, he's like trying to save her life. He so wants to protect her. He wants to protect her. It comes out. He cares about her already. He hasn't these even two, met this girl. These two assholes go on a romantic date in this bubble. <laughs> Like everything they do is a is a date. It's like they go walk to the they roll to the pier. They yeah. Like they can't go home to the crystal gems. They can't go home because their parents are home. Their parents are home. Okay. Well, uh, they try, and Connie's like, I think we should just wait here. And Stephen's like, No, 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 no. We're gonna go. We're gonna no. We're gonna figure this out. So they go on this. Well, this is the thing. You can't just go home. Like I know, the the metaphor 
that is just coming to my like it's just when you are in love and it feels so dangerous and you just need to keep on going and Steven's going and very going. very adamant that he wants to do this like that he doesn't want the gems involved but i also am like the love bubble the bubble made it impossible because mm. it couldn't go up there so it's like mm. this is Ooh, a, this is I a journey that requires you to go through and not back Okay, mm-hmm. so this is why I'm like, it's giving queer because mm. love is so scary. And it's be really scary when you're crushing on someone who is also a, a lady, mm-hmm. in my experience, for specifically for me. As we said, the L word. The L word. <laughs> I, well, if you didn't pick up on the fact that I'm queer by now, I just can't. I also like how, have you been listening to the show? Me? Like, no, I'm like a hypothetical <laughs> yeah, person right. who hasn't picked up on that, the fact yeah. that Andy's queer. Yeah, come on. Okay, so <laughs> I have been like... I mean, I'm trying to, like, loosen up my understanding of what queerness means anyway, but for sure at 19, I was, like, I was straight until yesterday, and now from this day forward, I'm gay. <laughs> because I was, like, I have always disliked men. I've always mm. realized, I'm realizing now I've always been attracted to women, so it was black and white for me. Right. Or, you know, whatever. It was a it was a full 180 where it was, like, okay, this is who I am. I need to embrace it. And because I was repulsed by men, I was able to move forward like very steadfastly towards women Women, yeah which is actually quite the gift like it was hard at the time at 19 but right it was good because it i was like this is the information is like i need to go find a woman to be with right um it was easy to access which is to just say like queerness is always it can be very challenging um more nuanced sexualities i think can sometimes be even more confusing for me yeah (laughs) like for me it was like it was, I, it was like a, oh, it's like a it light switch easy, turned but it on. Was, it was clear. I right. was like, yes, it was literally a light switch. Boom. Right. Okay, so then the whole thing, you can't go backwards. You have to move forwards. You see mm-hmm. the person. And I I am, it's just giving me flashbacks to my first relationship. Mm. And so I'm like, okay, they go on this bubble date. No one can hear them. They're no just one, like, yeah. ah. They're all, yep. You know, they're experiencing a world separate from the other world. And uh. suddenly it's like their whole reality has shifted. They yes. end up in the ocean. Yes. In this love bubble, which is scary as hell. Scary. Scary. But then they end up not only in the ocean, they end up in a crevasse. Like Crevo- yes. They like crevasse. Crevasse. They has, are deep. They're deep. They end up at the very base of the ocean. For people who aren't who are watching listening to this podcast and not watching Steven Universe, they were like Mariana's trench. They were yeah. yeah. So 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 far down. So far down. Like, like in you're the like pit. they're yeah. gonna die. They're gonna die. Yeah, and also I was really concerned when they the love bubble burst because like how did they make it to the surface in time? But that doesn't it doesn't matter. (laughs) (laughs) This is the moment where you go, "Mm, not Mm, real life. It's it's okay, not real life. You don't have to worry about it. Yeah, but but as an adult watching it, Mm -hmm. the the descent. Mm. Oh yeah, Mm. you're like that's a metaphor. So they're in the pit. They're together. They're alone. It's dark except for this love bubble. It's so scary. Yeah. The pressure is building. Yes. Both physically and metaphorically. Yeah. He like, well, they, it's, I mean, literally physically, like this is like the first time they've really touched. Yes. And it's literally Steven's foot on her face after falling. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's like him. Sorry. Oh, it's like, Mm -hmm. it's kind of, there's like this break. Oh yeah. Yeah. So then when, when. He says he confesses because he's trying to play it cool the whole episode. He's like trying to play it check so out my yeah. cool bike, and then he like uh, which we didn't even talk about the opening scene yet. Which was a great opening we'll, scene. We'll get into this was it. the it's most human experience episode that I've experienced yet. Mm. Like this was like yeah, it's it's very it's magical because it's in set in this magic world. But the way that this interaction falls out, it's like I feel like I love this episode and it's such a lovable episode because it is so 
human. Yeah. I mean, for context, he opens the episode with him being like, like trying to impress Connie without even speaking to her. Yeah. Like rolling up on his bike in right. the middle of the sand. Like he's, it's he can't giving, even, it's giving queer. It's giving gay. Yeah. Like he's literally like, yeah, uh, s- smooth ride. Like to himself. Yeah, I guess this bike's pretty cool. And Connie's yeah. like, not even. No. Until can't even he, hear him until he, until he tosses himself onto the bike and falls over. And falls over. And, and then she's like, like what? And he's yeah. like, and then he screams and runs away because yeah. he's nervous about the fact that he just embarrassed himself in front of her. Um, but yes, so back, we're in the pit. We're in the, we're pit. In the worm pit. I was in the pit. Um, <laughs> Same. They're in the pit. They're in this dark, dark pit. And then she says, I'm going to die alone, which is like Ugh. this intense moment of vulnerability. Yeah. That can only come when you're near death. Like, yes. Or like metaphorical. Metaphorical near metaphorical death. Metaphorical near death. She has decided that in this moment, she's just like, I'm yelling at you because, because I'm, I'm finally snapping. Yes. It's like she has this realization. And we don't know much about Connie up to this moment, no. except for the fact that, like, the little tidbits we hear are so, she speaks very little and says volumes, you know? <gasps> Beautiful. She's like, what is it? Like, she says, like, a couple of things. She says, um, yeah, you learn a lot about boats when you're always at the ocean and you don't have friends and you don't swim. Like, she's like, oh, yeah, I just sit and look at boats by myself. And I can't have trans fats. My dad's a cop. Like, you learn. <laughs> unrelated, like, but yeah. Unrelated. But, like, you know, you learn, like, okay, her home life is, like, very, like, she's alone. Yeah. She's definitely got some kind of authoritative family figure. Yeah. She's not allowed to enjoy donuts. Like, she can't <laughs> have sugar. Crime. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah. she's definitely got some kind of conservative family unit. Which, oh, my God, I have so much to say about that. But, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> but then she like, and then she gets this this pressurized in the bottom of the ocean moment, and it, she bursts. She bursts, and then the two of them burst the bubble, and like yes. it's like it's like she finally releases all that that's energy. That's what I felt too. Yeah, it's like she finally gets it out. So like whether, she yeah. clearly hasn't been able to say this to anyone. Yes. Whether or not this is a kiss, it is this like absolute is, release uh, of tension where. This person goes from stoic and put together to being like, I don't want to be alone. Because if she wanted to be alone, then she wouldn't have said, I'm going to die without a friend. I know. Yeah. If she wanted to, like, if she wasn't in that moment, she was mad at Steven for the situation. Like, you keep saying that you can fix it and you're not fixing it. But she's like, but she's more upset at, like, her life. Yes. She's like, I, I'm going to die alone. And the only people who are going to notice are my parents. Because I don't have any friends. Yeah. And I'm going to die having never made a friend. Literally wreck me a new one. This one. Ugh. This is a, this is an absolutely stunning moment. I know. And then you, and then you learn the story that Steven's been saving this glow bracelet, which can you imagine being Connie? Like nobody gives a fuck can about me. And this boy that I've never met Ever. saw me in a crowd. No, I Picked can't. up my bracelet and was like, I can't wait to meet her someday. I'm fucking ruined. Okay. This is how, and it's like they set up their relationship from the jump, a.k.a. this episode, 
is set up to be such a strong bond. Like they do such a great job of being like, they integrate her into the magic really. Like she's like mm-hmm. already in it. She doesn't have to learn about his powers. Like from the minute she met, meets him, she has to engage oh. with this world. Oh, good point. Yes. Okay. And, and is stuck in the middle <gasps> queer, of this problem. Right. Like she has to engage with all of this crazy <sighs> shit that is part of his life from the beginning. And she meets his entire family the first day that she meets him. So she's integrated. It's like they do such a great job of, of like roping her into the storyline so quickly, which is how you know she's going to be like a character, you know? Totally. Which I'm, uh, I love it. And then, but you also, she says like she moves around a lot. So there's always like, there's already that tension Ugh. of like, fuck, like that's right. she's going to leave. What's, what's going to happen, oh which God. means that we're going to have to learn a lot more about her as well. Um, but yeah, it's like you learn that Steven's been like, and Steven doesn't really have friends either. Like he has his family. He has his dad. He has the gems. And he says that Lars. And he's got Lars. He's got Lars <laughs> and, and Sadie, which I love this moment where he goes, Sadie, like Lars is one of my best friends, you know, or like he says, um, when, when the gems see him talking to, um, Connie for the, I love this moment where they see him talking to Connie and then he runs back home cause he's embarrassed cause he falls over bike, and they're yeah. like who are you talking to they're like oh you like her and he goes i like everyone <laughs> which is so true like steven yeah. does not have a bone in his body to dislike anybody true. which is why then when we see lars later and lars is literally just teasing him about the fact that he's yeah stuck in this bubble with a girl he's like yeah lars is pretty much one of my best friends like <laughs> which he loves lars but he doesn't have like a close like a person no. like he doesn't have like a, a um you know when you're a kid like you have like your fucking I don't know. I know that's not everyone's experience, but like when I was in like elementary school, I had like my one friend, you yeah, know, which I is my bestie, you yeah. know, your bestie. And he doesn't have a bestie, you know? No. And well, cause he's so alienated. He's very, and he's in such a unique experience, exactly. which is again, why I think it's so important that Connie mm-hmm. is thrust into this world immediately. Um, and she accepts it. So like, it's like, she's not even like, what the fuck is happening? Like, she's just kind of like, okay, Sure. I mean, is this what friendship is like? Because I've never had one. (laughs) Well, and it's like the two of them are kind of bonding over their outcastedness. Yes, they're both outcasts in their own different ways. And so that really does immediately connect them. And um, yeah, it's like so beautiful that he's like, no, I've been like, like, I could see, I could see that in you as I was on this float Mm -hmm. and I saw you drop your bracelet a year ago. Like I, I saw I saw connection with you. Yeah. From and like, then after they pop the burst, the bubble. Yeah. Cause she is vulnerable. She's vulnerable. He's vulnerable. He is he open then, with her about the fact that this happens and the b- bubble bursts. Yeah. Yeah. And then the bubble bursts and then he, com- he defeats the worm. Like it's nobody's, bi- nobody's it's no business. It's, it's just, he's been struggling to find a solution this whole time. And then he doesn't. And seconds. then he's just like, Oh, and I love the moment where everyone. So the gyms are right by his house. And the gems obviously are hearing all this chaos going on. So they run outside and they see him and Connie and he just defeated this worm. Steven, they run down and they're like, and then Pearl goes, are you okay? And Connie's eyes light up and she goes, he was amazing. Well, well, cause, cause Pearl clearly came at it from My like poor. you, you like I'm a mother and you mm. like, was it a are you good like yeah very condescending in a in a pr- and like protective the, in a the, protective the way protective parent way yeah yeah, yeah. paternalistic which, we'll say. again i which 
I think that there's a lot to say about Garnet in these these two episodes. Absolutely. There is a big Garnet arc. Yeah. yeah, these are big Garnet episodes. And at the beginning of the episode, it's the overbearing Pearl wanting, she's like wanting to set up a play date with Connie mm-hmm. and she's doing all this stuff. Amethyst is like sibling, like yeah. older sibling being like, oh my God, you like her. I'm going to embarrass totally. you. And Garnet's just like, let him be. Let him Is go this, do his did thing. He, did she say funky flow in this episode? She did. Because he says, like, you're messing up my funky flow. And then Garnet's like. Let's not mess up his don't, funky flow. Don't mess, don't mess up his funky flow. Right. Let him go talk to her. Let him let him have his own experience that isn't about us and doesn't have us involved. And which I love. And that we revisit that in the next episode. Yes. But Garnet is the one who, again, is like leave this boy alone after we've met totally after all of the gyms have met Connie. Yeah. And Connie's just sitting there like, what have I gotten myself into? Um, not in a scared way, just in a, you know, I, what a stupendous, I mean, I just can't get over. My heart is bursting right now. Thinking about this episode. It is lovely. It is beautiful. It is, um, perfectly like the metaphor for me was obvious, but not Mm. like, annoying it was like this is what a way to depict love between two folks mm-hmm. you know two two people who are outsiders and yeah ugh, I, I just i don't know should we just talk about i mean i kind of want to talk about love and like how yeah how we've been how we've processed yeah. and boundaries and partnership and connection and all of these yeah. things before we even in all the ways all the ways that you can express love and what, like, I mean, it's just like yeah. looking at these three pearl, these three gems, three pearls, these Ooh, three pearls, a slip, um, <laughs> looking at these three gems and how they process like love, how their love manifests. Right. Cause there's like, right. they all clearly love him just as much. There's yes. no competition. Yes. But one looks one way. Pearl looks overprotective. Amethyst yeah. looks too buddy, buddy. And, mm-hmm. um, Garnet, perhaps a little too distant if but anything t- yeah but still love like right still still all there yes and then we see how steven tries to share love with connie yeah like his love his care with her yeah and how that's almost in this like no, I have to show you that I can, like, I can take care of it. Yeah. I have to show you that he's I can take care of it. He's trying to put of. on a strong front. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's trying to show her that he's, like, you know, he's, like, I got, like, I got you. Yeah. I'm going to take care of this situation. Like, yeah. I'm capable. Like, this desire to um, show who he, like, who he can be. Like, show his best version of himself. Yeah. Um. And it's interesting because I think that as people, we often have the desire to do that. Yeah. Like we want to like show up, especially in partnership. Right. In such a, um, almost like unflawed. Yes. And like put together way. Yes. And I love that this episode immediately like doesn't even let him maintain that appearance with her. Right. Um, it all falls apart. And it forces them both to be very, like, I am flawed and vulnerable. And, yeah. like, if you're going to be a part of my life, this is this is the reality of the situation. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just, like, so I'm immediately, for me, it was, like, an immediate, I'm thinking about my 
first relationship. Okay, yeah, I was so going to ask, what was that like for you? Oh, I want. I am dying to tell you yes, because the love please. bubble metaphor is very, very ripe. So mm-hmm. I feel like similar to this episode. <laughs> All right, let me rewind. Okay. Uh, in the words of my new favorite stand-up comedian Taylor Tomlinson. I was not an attractive child, and I had relatively honest family members. Oh, no. You know, so I'm like, <laughs> or like, you know, I'm weird, or I'm right. neurodivergent, or I I'm mean, a tomboy, all, of, all yeah. of these things. I'm a baby queer trying to figure out what is up. Right. Why am I like this, and why <laughs> why aren't other people like this? Yep. So, um, I think of myself as people in high school like me, generally. Right. Um, you know, because it's a nice community, so people start to get to know you on a, on a deeper level. Then I go to college, big preppy school. If it wasn't bad enough that I realized that I was gay, it was like, I'm also You gay. said you, you realized that when you were 19, right? Literally the week I went to school, I was like, <laughs> oh, oh, I'm, I get it. This whole thing, this whole time has been me being gay. Got I just it. didn't realize that. Mm-hmm. So then I arrive and I'm like, oh, this whole campus is a, like, just a dating game and I, I don't understand. Like, yeah, it was very just like wasp continued and i Mm. think um i think in my younger years i just had found other outlets and stuff but like when you just jump into that situation i was like oh no so anyway i was pretty upset pretty unhappy i had been poked at my acting teacher once like made me do an exercise where i had to stand in a circle and be like what do people think about you when you first meet them and everyone was like naive and you know it was one of those things i have just been the whole semester was brutal ongoing just like i'm a loser like yeah loser right and as it turns out that first month someone picked up my duke id in my oh my god you literally had this exact in my dorm room experience and i was like so depressed that i i mean so i'm very connie i'm very lonely i am like i don't i I have no friends i have no friends so this person being nice to me is making fun of me and or right forgetting about me literally within a second i deal with a whole semester of making friends by the end i have friends okay right and i'm like "Ah, i'm not gonna come out anytime soon right oh so you knew but you were still right so 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 the first few months i was like Immediately, I was like, I have to do something. Then I was like, mm, I'll just settle into this new life. Right. So, like, five months later, I'm walking into the first class of my economics class that I'm in. Mm-hmm. Is this, se- this is like, second semester at this second point? Second semester freshman year. Okay. And I see someone from across the room that I'm like, oh, my God, I think that might be the love of my life. <gasps> and, like, I, I see her, and I'm like, I had just decided that I would not be gay. <laughs> and I am like, oh, if I could marry that person, I would be gay. I would be gay now. I'd be gay I'll do now. it now. I'll do it now. So this is literally like, <laughs> I would go sit in the bottom of the ocean. Is that Connie accepting? She was like, I'm like, her reading alone is her being like, I'm not going to have any friends. And then it's like, okay, maybe I'll yes. do this. Yes. Maybe I'll try it. I'm stuck in this bubble. Maybe I guess I'll, I guess I'll try it. So we have an awkward friendship. Uh-huh. A lot of embarrassing things on either party's side. Uh-huh. Finally, I find out that she found my due card back in the first semester, semester. first like month of school. Oh my goodness! We begin a courtship that lasts about eighteen months, where it's just like, first it was very casual. It was just like literally the slowest burn uh-huh. of like, I'm scared, you're scared, so we will do our best to not convey 
like nothing too sudden nothing mm-hmm. no, nothing too too much mm-hmm. so we're just like in this little world we can't tell any of our friends what's going on oh my because goodness. like we're both in the closet so you were in the, was the in ocean the ocean <laughs> so like literally going through life where it was like my campus life blah 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 and then i'd like see her and like gear shift it's like mm-hmm. and then you do stupid stuff you say stupid stuff you're weird and you're uncomfortable yeah so we keep texting keep texting keep talking we hang out <laughs> Once a week, we watch Thirty Rock, <laughs> like, uh, like uh, normal college students catching broadcast television live. Right. Like, what? Just come on. Normal, super Nor- regular, super normal. <laughs> the, the dorm TVs are never on except like we watch. Or when you, know. you guys were watching Thirty Rock once a week. Yeah. <laughs> um. So then we have this courtship, and then finally, it just, like, the pressure, pressure builds. Yes. Bottom of the ocean, bottom of the ocean. Right. And then you reach a point where you're just, like, we can't go back from this. Right. You're so far deep that the only, it's either, like, going to fully consume you in, like, a negative way. Yeah. Or the bubble's going to burst, so, and you're going yeah, to exactly. rise above the situation. So after a year and a half, like, the last month, it really came down to every night we were hanging out. Like, literally every night. Yeah sitting scooting my roommate called it scooting was like where you start getting closer and closer oh i've been there. but like slow because right. we're gay and you're like, just like it's like a shift it's like a shift in your in your accidentally thigh. touching a foot you know yeah so it was just so the foot in the face thing was for me i was like oh yeah i remember the first time feet touched like <laughs> it's just one of those things where it has to happen so slow and deliberate and painstaking and then finally 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 after like almost exactly so it was like two years after she oh found my Duke card. <laughs> we were like cuddling, holding hands, and then finally it was like, okay. Like, yeah, I like you. This is the situation. This is what's happening. What do we do now? <laughs> As if it wasn't the As case if it wasn't the obvious. Yeah, no, exactly. It was, so it was yeah. one of those things where it's like we, we could not, none of us could just be like, that's it. You know, right. We, we couldn't just come forth and say it because it was so overwhelming. Yeah. So, so you just kind of waited to the last possible moment until it was like, I am in too deep, which here. of course, like you can tell throughout this episode, they're both struggling with their own internal worlds, like the entire time yep. until it gets to be a situation where it's like, okay, either we're going to be honest or we're going to fucking die. So <laughs> Steven goes from, I'm going to flirt with you, but be cool about it. To right. I'm too cool to be honest about how, Obs- like Obs- not obsessed no, but, no. but just like but how much i'm interested in you yeah. but i'm just gonna pretend like that's not what's happening because he starts by being interested in his bike like he's like right he's I'm, like, I'm i'm interested in this bike he's trying to get her attention without giving her his attention right which never works right and then it becomes like i'm really interested in saving us but i'm not interested in you it's like i'm interested in like you know showing mm-hmm. you like how how you know oh like i'm in control of the situation yeah like i'm gonna impress you through what i have as opposed to trying to really connect with you yeah in a way that's more vulnerable so i'm just gonna you know yeah yeah so they both become vulnerable they both are in that pit where they're like here's the truth i don't like being alone all the time here's the truth like i don't know what i'm doing i don't know what i'm doing and oh yeah i also like i've liked you for a year and a half you yeah. know, it's just one of those things where yeah. you have to just suddenly you break this kind of code and you're like, let's just match vulnerability with vulnerability yes. and descend. Which is such a beautiful moment in a such relationship. A moment. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. It's like it is truly one of the most special experiences you can have with another person when you're like engaging in romance, engaging right. in intimacy, yeah. where you let yourself especially when it's 
so difficult. Like when you're first starting the dating thing. Yeah. And especially when you're first starting to have like your first like adult relationships. Yeah. That, you know. Totally. You know, I never dated as a, as like a teen or anything no, like either. that. So I don't even really know what that's like. Um, oh, but. I was 19, but yeah. Yeah. M- really yeah. I, when was my first relationship when I was like, was when I was like 22. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So it took me a while, but you know, your first like relationships and especially when you, I mean, for me, I don't know. I'm sure you can relate to this. You grow up seeing people talking about romance forever mm. and oh, it's all they fucking talk it's about. It's all everyone talks about. And then especially when you're watching movies and, and, celebrities are hot and they have everything <laughs> together or it's like dorky in a cute way yeah. and you're like no but i'm dorky in a gross no, yeah. ugly People weird way really clear like, they don't like me yeah like or just like fucking whatever yeah. you're just like i'm disgusting and so i have to perform in a way to attract a person mm-hmm. like i have to i have to like you know i have to be like this better version of myself and now in in order to receive love in order to get a person to want to be around that me. That hurts really bad. Yeah, but that's so real. Like, yeah. I, I've i always felt, and this is something I'm, I mean, are we going to get into it? We're you told the story. We're getting into it. I, um, I don't think he's going to be upset that I'm talking about this, but I was just in, um, like, my first longer form relationship I was with someone for two years and you know this person um and I love this person and you love this person and he's a really amazing sweet person but we were together for two years it was definitely a pandemic relationship and we broke up and we've been broken up for about six months at the time at, of now um <laughs> which you'll never know which you'll never know when this is in the time <laughs> this could be 2019 well I guess <laughs> I've said it's post-pandemic because okay so we're giving a little bit of a timeline away sure. um yeah, so we broke up and something we've been having a lot of like conversations as friends because we really value totally each other even though the relationship didn't work out. Um we have been having these conversations kind of like unpacking everything. Sure. And the last time I saw him I because I've also been, you know, always growing, always healing, always processing and I realized, I was like, well, something that I felt, oh my God, something I felt in my first relationship, which was when I was like 21, and then I got with my last uh, partner shortly after that, is I was like, I don't want this person to see all of my ugly, mm. all of like the like parts of myself because I have this like obsessive desire to be a good person Ugh. this obsessive desire to be like nice and for people to like me and for me to be like a moral person which is fucking hard these days really hard I mean also because it's always complicated but you go around thinking that it's not right you know you walk around thinking like oh no but that person's a good person so if I just do those things then I can be a good right. person you know and so but in a relationship a lot of times things get ugly and you do things that you're not happy with or you are, you know, showing traits or engaging with parts of yourself that you, you know, that are just like not the best parts of you. And well, like the ugliness is also kind of, it's like really stunning. It's like the ugliness is because it's the most intimate thing. So you can't hide from the ugliness. Right. Like that's the thing is like 
Right. In the most beautiful way, some ugly things can sometimes happen because but, yeah. they're so vulnerable. But what happened was I literally left that first relationship going, I can't be this way ever again with a person. Like, I can't ever, like, right. I can't be... I can't be bad. Like, I can't be... I mean, the first relationship was severely codependent, severely unhealthy in a lot of ways. So a lot of shit happened that was not right. ideal. Um, not ideal? Not ideal. But so part of the problem with this last relationship was that the minute I started, quote unquote, slipping or mm. doing things, having behaviors that I didn't like or just, you know, finding myself feeling resentful of someone that I was supposed to love right. and not feel that way, like... And I'd be so mad at myself for, for having those feelings. And so instead of just being honest about them with this person, I would just like try to shove them down. Sure. And <laughs> I was literally, I had this mantra. Where I was like, you're not doing that again. Mm -hmm. You're not doing that again. Right. We're not going to be this way again. Mm -hmm. And when I was talking with him, last conversation we had was I was like, I still, I'm just now learning to accept the fact that I was not good all the time. And the fact that I couldn't just be honest about the things that weren't so idealistic yeah. about me in a partnership with another person, like I just pushed you away yeah. and and created the reality I didn't want, which was putting a wall up because yeah. I couldn't just be honest about the fact that I had these ugly qualities and yeah. these things that weren't so healthy that I did. So instead of being like, I'm really struggling to not do this thing or just being vulnerable, just being honest of like, I feel lonely or I feel whatever, I would just not engage with it yeah. and be like, no, 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 you're just not doing that. Right. Which then creates the situation that you're trying to avoid. Right. Because you're just, I don't, it's just like, I forgot how, I think I was talking about Connie and just like relating to the like, and appreciating the fact that she's like, I don't want to be alone. Like, yeah. I don't like, like being able to say that and being able to have this like very <laughs> intense moment of vulnerability, which is like, no, I'm like, I, I desperately seek like part, like, you know, a person in my life. Oh, and yeah. also like, you know, for me, it's like, no, like intense moments of vulnerability being like, no, I'm like not a good person all the time. Yeah. Cause I fuck up. Like I oh, yeah. say things I don't like to say. And rather than like, I would never be able to just say that because that would like be me being like, no, and now I'm admitting I'm not a good person. Right. So rather than just being like, Oh no, I did something that I didn't like. I would just be like, no, that's not actually how I like, you know what I mean? It would create this convoluted weird thing where I couldn't really engage with that part of myself. I couldn't really be vulnerable. Yeah. Am I is, making sense? No, you totally are. I'm like <laughs> literally the mapping my whole life to what you just said. <laughs> But I, I think, so, like, I, after that first relationship ended, and mm. the reason why Love Bubble always felt so appropriate to me, I have no idea where this where this love story is going to go with Steve Universe, but, like, mm. um, in my situation, the Love Bubble also, like, kept the real world away, which was good for a second, but bad in the long term, because, like, mm. you can't, you don't, you can't exist in a bubble. Like, life, it's not right. a vacuum. A, so, rela a relationship exists in its own insular world but it also exists I mean, in the, the context of the rest through the rest of the, the world, world. but you have someone there yeah so at the time though yeah like we had done so much in private so much was secret that we, didn't, yeah. we couldn't talk about it so that happened bubble bursts we break up for the best for sure uh -huh. like not a good pet pair uh. um and 
I spend many years desperately, desperately alone. Mm. And I'm like, what is up with that? And it's like, like you said, well, you didn't say this, but I was just you were projecting feeling this yeah i was feeling this while you were saying this but <laughs> i was thinking about how like i was alone afraid of asking for someone to love me like mm. wanting to um okay i'll say this i spent years being like desperately in love with many people and <laughs> then not ever making room for the fact that someone i also need someone to love me back and like mm. also show up in love in the way that i could show up in love and so i feel like that led to uh mistreatment that led to people kind of like taking advantage of me people right. kind of making me feel like a side care you know yeah because i was just like as long as someone shows me affection you know yeah i'm okay with it right and like, connie's very lucky that the person that showed up for her first was steven yeah, <laughs> because seriously. being wanting partnership in a world where people aren't always kind is difficult and scary. And so something I think that like was either set off by my first relationship, I mean probably set off by childhood trauma, let's be real, but like (laughs) set set off in my first relationship that kind of stuck around was like, I can't ask for anything emotional. Like I can't, I can always offer Mm. emotional support, but I can't ask for emotional support. Mm -hmm. Cause that was the kind of relationship that I was in. Right. So, then it was a series of like I can't possibly offer emotional ask for emotional support. I can't right. tell people that I have needs, even though I'm obviously Ugh. riddled with anxiety and depression. On a similar tip, my thing is I can accept all parts of other people, but I cannot accept when I do something yes. that's unideal. So it's like, you know, it's yeah. like it's like the same thing where it's like I love to give help and I hate asking for it. Right. I love to be like, oh no, like I understand why this person acts this way, but no, you when you do something negative, no, you're bad. Like I'm bad, you're just yeah. a bad person. Yeah. yeah. But then I recently had a conversation with my current partner who I just love and adore, and I'm still working through like as much as I'm like, oh, this is like my person and I mm-hmm. am like really vulnerable in myself with her. Mm-hmm. There are moments where I'm like oh, I'm still scared to ask for things. Like, I'm still yes. scared to ask for help yep. on certain things. Yeah. Um, so I just recently had what you were talking. I was like, yeah. um, I don't know if I'm, I don't know if I'm. What did you say? <laughs> you said, I don't know if this is gross or if I'm just being annoying. Yeah, because I'm like <laughs> asking for things. Like, yeah. I'm feeling this way. I need this from this situation. I need, I'm and feeling I was like, lonely. no, Annie, that's not annoying. Right. But then I was <laughs> that is now gross. listening to you, like, talk about it it's like you um one of the most important things that you can do in a relationship which is what my moment of like i'll never do that again Mm. is all you can do is say what you're feeling because that other person can either say i can't do what you're asking me or i didn't realize this and i'll do better like it's all honesty it's all honesty it's all honesty like when people say communication is like the most important part of a relationship I think I'm still trying to, like, learn what that means. It, it, it's so vague. It's, it's, yeah, because, like, communication's like, oh, yeah, I like this and I don't How like was that. Day? How yeah. was your day? <laughs> like, oh, what do you, there's what are so your family, things, yeah. what's your family like? You know, it's like, but there's also, like, the, no, I am, you know, in my, in my, like, trauma being, like, I am a deeply complicated person. Right. And, like, I need you to be okay with that. You know, like, I need that to be something that's, like, communicated in a relationship, you know? And, like, being able to ask for love and ask for partnership. Like, all those things are, like, that's 
the kind of communication that really matters is being able to be 100% honest where you're like, I fucked up or I really need you right now, you know? And those are the things that we do not get to do in almost any other areas of life. Right. Unless you have really beautiful friends. Which, as good as they can't, this is just, it's so difficult. It's hard. In friendship. It's not, it's not something that we're given, at least in the generation that we grew up in and whatnot. Like, what blueprints? Right. (laughs) Where, where were we taught to be this way? Right. This is all like doing all the hard work on yourself and doing the research and learning and, you know, it's like. This is, I don't know anyone in my life, like within my family, who's this vulnerable with the people they no, love. me neither. Yeah. 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 And so, so, like, I really have been, in the last 10 years, I feel like 10 already? Almost. I'm almost 29. Wow. Um, but I feel like it's um, been, like, okay, I learned to be vulnerable because that was good, but then I didn't learn that a big part of vulnerability is like needing things. Right. It's like the ugly shit too that you don't want to deal right. with. Right. I'm like, I, here's my vulnerability. I have an eating disorder. I've had an eating disorder. I deal with anxiety. Yeah. I like deal with suicidality sometimes. Yeah. I, um, all, you know, insert list of a hundred yeah, million like, things that I'm sometimes like, sometimes I'm manipulative because I have codependency issues. Same, you know yeah. what I mean? So, like, so it's like all of those things. And then when you reach the point where you're like, Okay, I've told all these people who have fallen in love with me all my dark, deep, dark secrets. But then none of the deep, dark secrets included, and I really need you to show up for me. Right. Which is, like, such a heartbreaking thing to realize, like, I have been able to share so many things except for the fact that, like, I'd like to be loved. Ugh. Like, Ugh. I would like someone to show up for me. So it's just one of those things where I think that was something that set me up for such failure so many times. And it's so hard. Yeah. Doesn't it feel so stupid to want love? <laughs> it feels so stupid. It feels so dumb. It feels so it's like, dumb. It is like the most human thing you could ever, ever experience, yeah. and it feels like the dumbest, stupidest, <laughs> cringiest thing. You're like, I need you Ugh. to hold my hand while I brush my teeth right now. Ew. Literally, it's disgusting. Like crazy Fuck the things you. that we do. Fuck. Gross. <laughs> but sometimes. I will never forget, this was the moment that I was like, this relationship needs to come to an end at some point. I'm with not your, really, la- your first my partner. First, my first ever uh-huh. partner. I was like, not with, your, I was like, <laughs> oh wait, my what? God, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> you're talk- if you're listening. No. <laughs> no, I love you. Um, but, but like with my first relationship, yeah. it would be, I was, there was two things that happened where I was like, oh, this is the end. It was like, I would go to her family's house a bunch because I lived near school. Mm. And one night I was sitting in a chair and I was like, do you think that you could just come sit next to this next in this other chair next to me for just a little bit and just like be next to me for a while? And she was like, no. And I was like, immediately. (laughs) Like, why? Right. So immediately when she said no, all I could think to do was be like really stubbornly like, why not? Please. Are you kidding me? Like, but at the same time, it's like, why not? Yeah, <laughs> like, no, literally, like... I'm asking for something that would really make me happy. And I think at this point, I'd already kind of struggled with the whole thing and realized that I wasn't getting the things that I needed. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, maybe... At this maybe, point, you were, like, kind of angry. Remember we talked about manipulation? Yes. Yes. This like, was, how can I manipulate this to my benefit? 
But at the same which time, which again, those things come out of desperation, not, yeah. desperation, and not communicating your right, needs. Exactly. Again, we're all start, like we're. I'm talking we're, about we're how my <laughs> negative traits and how it like turns into. But like a lot of it is just. It's all just a way of coping yeah. with like the with the deeper desire to like love and be loved. It is manipulation. Is literally, and I try not to. You know, it's really difficult to struggle with someone else who's manipulating, feeling you're feeling like you are being manipulated. Mm-hmm. But then, at the same time, we also manipulate in so many ways. It's like there's nothing more human than oh. strategically trying to get what you want. Right. Well, because like as humans, we're like we are inclined to to seek our own comforts. You know. And then there's a lot of layers that are like you so can't. many layers. So then you I start know. to kind of weave in and out. Right. Like it's like you shouldn't do it. I mean, there's like. We should all just be able to be more honest with each other. But I feel like manipulation is the coping mechanism to not getting what you what you need, right? Um, and not knowing how to get what you need, right? So it's, you, it's the it's the tactic that you resort to when you yeah. don't know how to communicate, or you're faced with someone who cannot meet those needs. Uh huh. So, and rather than just being like, "I'm, I'm not going to do this," yeah, exactly. you're like, "How can how I can force I this situation?" This? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I think that for sure. I think the end of my first relationship resulted in me engaging in a lot of light manipulation. Light, just L I T E L I T E manipulation. But it was because I knew I wasn't getting what I needed, and I didn't know how to just say this relationship yep. isn't working for me. Yeah. So, because um, I was I was desperately afraid of being alone. Yeah. So I was like, I can't leave Ugh. this relationship. I it's just like you won't to. you won't express your need for love, but you also won't leave because you're afraid. To, it's like oh, it's I, like this yeah. catch twenty two where you're like, I can't not be with someone, but I also can't be with this person. Like, yeah, like <laughs> right, and that's why people yeah. stay in relationships that don't I serve know. them. And uh, I, I, so anyway, the whole point is like, manipulating is such an actually natural thing to do, and it's actually like, it's so smart in a way. Like, if we're just talking about human our human souls need our needs mm-hmm. it's like you're just finding a way to get what you want now is it good no well but yeah finish your thoughts but it is like the most it's your brain is coping like your brain is coping with needing things and not knowing how to get them now this was a little bit of a tangent so i'll let you interject no no because no, what i was gonna say is that like because the word manipulation is so heavy it's is so there heavy. Like, there has to be yeah. something else. And I feel like if there is a therapist or anyone who works in psychology, they're probably like, it's there's different levels there to this. Different art, yeah. You know, because, you know, I, I've been doing, not I'm not going to say, I've been doing a lot of research. I've been doing L-I-T-E, light oh. <laughs> research on just, like, uh-huh. brain functioning and things like that. Yeah. And, lear- and, like, learning how brains. the brain functions in order to, you know, work through my own traumas. Like, how right. does how does trauma engage with the brain and the neurological pathways and whatnot? Um, but we are literally, like, we cry to express things, but also to signal to other people. You know <gasps> what I mean? Like, we, yeah. we as human beings are meant to be communal mm. and we have like all of this psychology now and all of this like education where maybe it feels like manipulation. Cause you're like, but I understand what this is because I understand how the brain functions. So I know I'm doing this for a reason. Yeah. But also does that mean it's bad? Because that's also like what humans are supposed to do, which is yeah. like connect with people. And, and I think we experience, I don't know. So, 
Any any therapist or psychologist or anyone, please send some messages. Well, it's one thing. So, like, I will have moments, have had moments where I'm like, oh, I'm being manipulated. And then for a second, I'm like, this person sucks. And then after I remove myself from the situation and heal myself, Mm. I'm like, I feel bad for that. Like, this person is going through something that I is difficult. Yeah. And I honestly, like... Is every time I'm like, I have grown up into a great person. Like, I'm in the last couple of years, I had an experience where, like, I think both of us were kind of, um, this is more a friendship situation, like, we're being manipulative in different ways. Yeah. And so I have a lot of, like, residual guilt about it, because I'm like, oh, I think I was, like, maybe not fully honest or transparent or, like, but then I, it's more like you can be in situations always where these innate instincts come out uh-huh. to, like, try and help you survive them. Right. And it's like if you're not in a situation where you feel like you can just talk to someone about how you're feeling. Right. So you're you're you just going end up to doing weird things. Right. Which is again going circling to boundaries, which yeah. is something that we've touched on very loosely, but also something that we were talking about a lot today outside of And it's through it's weaved throughout for sure. It's weaved throughout woven every weaved, woven. You're the you're the writer. Mm. Okay. Woven. It's woven throughout. I like the way that sounds. Me too. Okay. Um, boundaries are woven throughout, I think, everything that we talk about. Absolutely. Um, and the show and everything. Yeah. All the time. There's a lot of lacking of boundaries in Steven Universe, which except we will Garnet. get to. Except for Garnet, but why? We'll find <laughs> out. <laughs> no, I mean, Garnet, yeah. You're gonna, I, I, again, I always am like, can't wait for you to keep watching the show. You're gonna fucking lose it. Okay. When you figure out Garnet's story. <laughs> chills oh <laughs> my god anyone who's already watched Steven universe and is tuning into the show i want you to send annie like a can't wait for you to get yeah for please. you to see you can flood my you're DMs. gonna be so excited yeah lol Ugh. can't wait anyway, anyway um boundaries that's where self-love and boundaries because boundaries are about self-love doll yeah Themselves boundaries are about protecting yourself. Right. And that's when your boundaries have to be strong enough to where you go, I'd rather not manipulate this person into getting yeah. what I want. I'd rather just not be here because the minute I start doing that, sure. I'm realizing that this is not the person I want to be and I don't have to do this and I don't need this person in my life that isn't giving me what I need so much that I'm going to then do something I don't want to do. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I'm just going to remove myself or remove this person from my life. You know, sometimes it's just like, I need to not be around this person. I just need to not be here. Sometimes it's like, I need to be more honest about what I'm experiencing. That too, which is, I think, yeah, it's like, but that's a boundary. That's like, I cannot pretend that this is not happening to me. Uh I need you to know that every time this happens, I feel X. And that's literally what I've been, working on like this past week and therapy is learning that I'm having boundaries with like, I need to set better boundaries with like my own honesty with people where I'm Uh like, I'm overextending myself or I'm, I'm like taking on too much or it's like, it's, um, yeah, it's like that, that's a boundary too, where it's like, I need to communicate better. Right. You Uh, know? Yeah. There's, you can't, um, to spare someone's feelings, you can't be burying stuff. Right. Right? Yeah, I definitely, like, I love my current relationship for so many, many reasons. But, like, one thing that I'm, like, this cannot be overstated how valuable it is to me is mm. 
um i feel so comfortable expressing myself again am i growing or am i just being annoying um but like <laughs> i am just like I know. oh I, love it. I think i'm feeling this way about this and like does yeah. that mean every time it needs change no so for instance mm. rec- yesterday she she like has one ex that she's friends with she's mm-hmm. like no, no no i just like we're friends like right. it happened and i was just like you know what i think i'm uncomfortable and like it wasn't like do this it was like i just am telling you I'm that telling i'm dealing you that with this I'm feeling dealing with discomfort yeah and it does not mean that something needs to be done about it it mm-hmm. does not mean that like you need to change i was like you know what it's really important for me that you your friendships you know you're completely in charge of your friendships and like right. you can value your friendships the way you need to value them and, and she's such a good friend and part and like right to have so right. like, i get how so i was like oh okay i'm just gonna say i think that makes me a little uncomfortable right and like we'll figure out what that means but yeah that's how i feel and i'll work through that but i also need to tell you that because if i don't tell you yes that doesn't serve either of us right yeah so i was like i mean you get it right like if i was friends with someone that i dated and like talk to them a bunch and she's like yeah you're right no you're right so i was like okay that's all like that's all yeah, I wanted nothing to say. else nothing else i just wanted to tell you that i'm uncomfortable yeah and like sometimes you don't need to share everything that you're dealing with right. but for me at least in this point in this relationship i feel like i am like oh i can i want to share things with you as i'm dealing with them because i don't always know what to do with that emotion right like i don't always know the best way to handle that yeah and like but the good news is that i've kind of started this dialogue where i'm like you know if, if something comes up that we needs discussing at least we've had a foundation of like where we came from you know right so anyway something that i'm immediately thinking about because we've and this is something that i have also thought about in my life and have a lot a huge desire to do more research on is the question of, because I know that we keep saying, oh my God, this is super gay. <laughs> Even though literally it's like Stephen and it's Connie. Gay. But, but so. I don't care. <laughs> They're queer. No, but exactly. So when you, and w- you touched on the idea that like your idea of what queer is, is expanding. <gasps> mm. And something that I've been dealing with is my own relationship with queerness. And my, I am identify as a woman. And I am attracted to men. And I feel like I do have a deeper attraction to men than people who don't identify as men. Um, but I still feel like it's not, I don't only am attracted, but like I still feel like a strong um, identification with being queer. And and I've talked to a lot of, because all of all of my friends are queer, first of all. You're, you're reading, you're, you're giving queer. I, I mean, look at me. But yeah, you're giving queer for sure. <laughs> yeah, but, but. But with all that being said, it's there's been I've been having a lot of conversations with a lot of different people with this idea of like queerness being not about the identity of the person that you're sleeping with, but more the approach Mm. to relationship, the approach to romance, the approach to intimacy, the approach to love um, and almost it being that like as someone who is not engaging in heteronormativity not just there being like man woman penetrative sex you know kind of thing totally patriarchal love like the minute you start expanding your idea of what love partnership intimacy romance what all those things can be you're no longer you're like not hetero because heteronormativity is defined 
in these very specific right. boundaries right. Um, that I don't identify with. Like totally. I do not identify with the heteronormative way that love has been thrust upon me in my life. Yeah. Regardless if that's with a man or not. Like I don't I don't identify with heteronormativity. Yeah. And the way that relationships are supposed to exist in that world. Definitely. Um and so as we talk about the show being queer, which it absolutely is, I'm like, okay, is it queer because it's gay? Like is it queer because women <laughs> and and loving other women he or does have is three it moms. I mean he does have three moms uh which I, well technically four well, I was gonna say one's just not alive anymore Sad. um sorry just caveat when he explains to Connie he's like oh I'm magic well half magic on my mom's side I love that line yeah, so much totally. um <laughs> she goes so- she goes kind of like me except by that I mean my dad's a beach cop yeah <laughs> like it's like oh like, no he was like he was like yeah like I see Anyway, anyway, I love that moment. Um, the show is giving queer for lots of different reasons, but yeah. also even within Stephen and Connie, who are hetero. If we're looking at them, oh, they yeah. haven't boy even. Girl. There's no. Yeah, they're boy girl. Yeah. Stephen identifies boy. Connie identifies girl. But the rela- it's still giving gay. Like it's, it's still giving, giving queer. Gay. Well, it's know? also giving gay because Stephen is only half gem, and therefore. He has an identity that is like not not a hundred percent one. You know, it's like yeah. There's something about it where he is coming from a family where like his gemness is part of his like domesticity mm. and his like life, and then he meets someone who kind of is not one of these gems. You know, it's one of those right. things where like you do have to kind of extend beyond whatever you've been raised, which I think is kind of what you're getting at, which is like yeah, you're pursuing something that doesn't look like the way you were raised. Uh huh. Yeah, I mean, I struggle. Of course, my immediate reaction is like, okay, we need to save gayness for gayness. Exactly. But then I'm like, at the same time, it wouldn't feel so important to protect that if... It wasn't jeopardized. It wasn't jeopardized. Yes. So I I think... Which I think, as a black person, I identify with so much. And maybe this is not the podcast to have that conversation. (laughs) It is a conversation to have. To have this conversation. Well, I also just like, I feel like this is the kind of conversation I really love having with black people. And in case you guys didn't know, I'm not black. Annie's not black. Yeah. Um, but this idea that like the, the grip that black Americans have on their culture is necessary and valid, but is that only because we are threatened? Right. And could we just live and exist and be as we are without this desire to fit into a certain mold? Right. And to claim something so intensely if, right. if we could just actually be free? And if, if it wasn't like every time you opened the door to bring someone into that, they didn't immediately come in and co-opt it. <laughs> like it's right, right. If we could just like, like, like if we could just like all relax, you yeah, know, like, exactly. well, like if, yeah, yeah, exactly. And that's, and I think that's why I struggle so much with like, it took me so long to identify as queer and it, I only felt comfortable identifying as queer once I was like, okay, no, but I am not just attracted to men. And I was like, okay, right. so now I feel like I, I can actually engage with that a bit right. more. Um, even though I've always felt like a part of, cause I'm just like, I don't want to co-opt anything. Like I right. don't have a desire to like take my little grubby hands on, on safe places for people. Yes. Totally. Like how, like where's the fucking line? 
where is the line? And also, <sighs> do we like in a perfect world we wouldn't have these lines? It would all be, but right, we're all in this high stakes situation where thanks capitalism. Um, like, oh, I can't loosen my grip on what a queer relationship looks like because. Because if I, I do, I need support in my specific way. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And like I, I'm, I'm gonna be at risk if I don't, if I don't keep safeguard these. If things. I don't safeguard things, which makes complete total totally. sense. Yeah. Um. And it sucks that that's so necessary. It feels ne- yeah. It's w- necessary. Mm-hmm. And it I, is. I will say this is and. Okay, I think that I immediately came at my sexuality from like, who do I love and who am I. Yes. Okay. So then, of course, like my identity has changed a lot over mm-hmm. ten years. Like I went from being like I'm a femme lesbian. Don't you confuse it? Which I know you're looking at me like that's hard to imagine. <laughs> I can't. My brain no, is like I want a photograph. Oh, I'll get him to you. It's like <laughs> me in skirts and pearls and all this shit. And it's like you're fucking lying. No, I'm not lying. I mean, and I so, know you're not, but like, I mean, obviously, why would you lie about your actual past? But guys, I'm just like, oh my god, my brain cannot fathom. And right in now. case, so this is now, uh, now visuals would help but i am like very much like whether you want to call it butch dykey masculine like there's a lot of different ways that you could describe you me. don't you don't you don't present femininity at even a little bit like i mean it doesn't matter it doesn't matter to quantify it but right but like, yeah you don't i don't think anyone like i don't think like an average person looks at you and it's like feminine mm-hmm. no and I literally, <laughs> i'm like i want boyishness i want I'm reading, I'm giving little, like, teenage adolescent boy You vibes. give me, like, this outfit gives me, like, <laughs> and I'm saying this with so much love. I understand. I know you want it. You I want, understand. This is, like, what you desire. But, like, like, my mom got me clothes at Target for the start of school. And I'm a 12-year-old Look, boy. Looks into the camera and goes, yep. Yeah, like, I, I am a 12-year-old boy, and here is my Star Wars shirt, and here are my cargo pants. I'm wearing neither of those out those pieces, but yes, that's exactly the vibe I'm That's, getting. like, the energy yeah. that you, yeah. I feel like you're, like, this is my comfort space. And I'm literally looking for a partner who can just buy me clothes and make me wear them. <laughs> like don't ask dream. Al to do that. <laughs> no, she because she's wants gonna, to. She wants to give, give, but she wants to, like, dress you up. Oh, like, in, like, a way. And you're I like, know. I just want cargo pants. <laughs> Not wearing cargo pants. I know you're not. Okay, no, they're like they're like nice shorts. I'm wearing my pajamas. You're right wearing now. your PJs. But I will say yes. But I also like have explored queerness in multiple ways now, right? And like been going through this thing where I worked with a bunch of queer people, and mm-hmm. like there are people who are they're a hundred percent gay. They are yep. lesbians. They are gay men. You know, yep. they are dating people of the same gender. Period. Dot. And then they are making a bunch of money at this organization that I was working at. And I'm like, I don't like you. I don't like you. I don't think that we have anything in common. We it's, it's not giving gay. It's not. Even giving, though it's literally it's giving gay. gay, but not queer. It's like <laughs> it's like it's giving it's giving gay. I would rather hang out, obviously, since we're friends. But like I would rather talk to you all day about queerness then mm. talk to them all day about queerness. Mm. Even though your relationships so far have looked a certain way. Right. I'm like, I have way more in common with Morgan than I do with that with person. the gay man. Right. With the mid-century modern apartment. Yes. So it's kind of one of those things <laughs> where I'm like, yeah, queerness is this really complicated thing. Right. And it really is like, I identify with people who are interested in the, the liberatory, I guess is maybe a uh-huh. word, components of queerness that will end up serving 
yeah. our community. Yes. I am not interested in people who... I'm not not interested. I'm just like, I don't relate to the person who... The gatekeep girl boss gaslight. Yeah. Gays. The ga- yeah, exactly. <laughs> We're at, and then those are also often the people who most likely would give you a hard time about being like, I am queer. Exactly. And I think I think that like, um, as someone who's engaged with blackness in a lot of different ways, totally. I understand that perspective. And I'm not trying to invalidate that either because I understand the reasonings behind being like, you're not allowed in here. Right. <laughs> like, I get it. Um, you get two white people in that safe space, and all of a sudden... And it's not safe anymore. All of a sudden, it's people being like, tell me how to be a good white person, and it's oh like, enough. I've been there. Yeah. Oh, I've, sure. Oh, my God. <laughs> I can't even imagine, but I'm Dude, sure. Dude, <laughs> let's talk about art college. Let me, let's talk about the private art institute I went to. Oh, Jesus. Anyway, um, flashbacks, war flashbacks, yeah. guys. Um. Yeah, and so it's like, because I've had a very interesting trajectory with my blackness being like, I wanted, well, I mean, hey, let's let's talk about it. I wanted to be white when I was like in elementary school. Um, I hated myself. She got vulnerable, so she spoke in British. Yes, Um, I love getting called out by people when they're like oh whenever you're talking about something real vulnerable you Me make too. a joke about it us too yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah let's talk about it let's do it in this accent and if you're british don't fucking come to me <laughs> come on we need it i don't know i i don't want you to criticize my no, accent we, need this, we just need this to be as uh, just a let space. us fucking do this okay you have everything you <laughs> y'all are hot <laughs> your voices sound nice yeah, let me have stuck this in america we're I oh I mean I know it's trash out there too. It's but, trash out there, but it's we don't trash wanna, we don't want to be here. Yeah, no, no thank yeah. you. Um, yeah, I know I didn't want to be black, so I and I you know hated myself deeply, and then it became this like, oh like I hate all white people. How could you not? Which valid? Yeah. Again, I'm like that. Let me validate your experience of like I hate the straight people because actually that, that still feels never true. Came out of my mouth. No, nope, that's how I feel. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and I'm. I get it. Not even. Every time I meet a straight person, I'm like, but you're queer. If I like you and you're straight, I'm like, <laughs> like but you're, you're queer. queer. Yeah. I know. I do the same thing. I'm like, I'm like, how are you in a? Oh. Yeah. Interesting. Oh, okay. Well. I feel like that's how people feel about me. Probably. Actually, yeah. I mean, sure. If that's what you want them to feel about you. No, no, no. I just like oh. have had friends where I'm like, I identify as queer these days. And they're like, that's great. So when are you not dating men? And I'm like, look. All right. <laughs> but that's also invalidating a whole. I know. Anyway. I, I know. I okay. It. But anyway, so like I was like, I hate white people. I'm not fucking with them. And um, just like really struggling with like my relationships I had with um, white people and, you know, whatever. And then it became like. Like, I've just had so many different iterations of, like, how I relate to my blackness and how I relate to... Because then also, as people who are, you know, LGBTQIA+, all of the things, um, like, my identity as a black person is not just my own. It's also, like, the cultures. Like, it is policed by the culture that I am surrounded by. Mm. Um, mm. And so it's, like... I'm like, it's like sometimes it feels like I'm trying to play like a game of, um, I was going to say Tetris, but that's not the right metaphor. Like I'm, I'm like, I'm like 
uh, fuck. It's like I'm in a. <laughs> is doing a lot of I'm different body movements, of movements right now. Well, I feel like I'm trying to like juke my way out of like, I'm like, no, you want me to be this way. Ah, I'm not going to do that. And yeah. then it's like, and it's like, but I do want to be black, but also I don't want to identify in these things because you just want me to. And like, totally. The, and like, even though I like these things, I can't actually act like I like rap music because I don't want to like rap music because that's what you expect of me. But also I want to be able to relate to people who are like this and are black. Totally. And I want to be with them, but I also don't want to be what society expects me to be. And, like, it's literally, like, I the sh- I mean, like, right now I'm having this identity crisis over wearing skirts and dresses. Even though I think they're cute, I like them. I'm like, oh, but then I'm going to be, like, identified as a woman and ID'd mm. as a femme and ID'd as sexual yeah. and all these things. And it's like I can't just, like, live and exist and, like, Amen. wear what I want. Yeah. Like, I can't just, like, if I – do anything like that's stereotypically black i can't just be like being me i'm also like being black being black yeah you know which i am black and i have no problems with being black but i have problems with you only looking at me from that angle yeah as opposed to me being like a fully faceted complicated uh, multifaceted is the word you know person good no i i feel like that i relate to that so much just because like i started off hating gay people not Again, not really. We're right. Both, like, uh, yeah. uh, hated myself, mm-hmm. and I didn't know what to do, so I was like, I never hated gay people. I'm sorry I said that. No, but, but like, I, like, feeling no, I alien felt from Feeling me. alienated, which, like, created, like, a... Loathing, some sort. Yeah. So, internalized homophobia, we'll say that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so then I was like, well, I am going to be gay, but I'm going to look a certain way so that you never saw it coming. Right. And I'm going to make sure you are surprised every time you hear Ugh. that I'm gay. And then all of a sudden you're policing your own body and like and jumping I'm through hoops. fucking skirts and I'm like, yep. you know, keeping my size, whatever. Yeah. And like trying to keep this whole feminine thing going. And then I all of a sudden, and I was like, I'll never dress, I'll, I'll never wear cargo shorts. I'll never. <laughs> Me and this obsession with cargo shorts. I, know. I don't know why. Yours are more like cargo shorts than mine are. Mine go all the way to my ankles. Oh, really? They're just, okay, when I'm sorry. sitting, right they're now. bunched. Oh, you're right. Okay. But they are giving cargo. They're giving cargo. But, but they're not shorts. But then. Cargo pants. I was I'll like, accept that. I can't be boyish. I can't do. Right. And because that's what's sudden, expected. So let me like, like, I was like the black girl who liked anime. I was the black, I mean, which, you know, I did, I do actually fucking love anime right. still, but like. Being black, accepting my blackness, but like with a bunch of stipulations. Mm-hmm. Like I would listen to rap music and then like never talk about it right like I was in my senior like one of my senior um classes and like people realized that I like was quote-unquote black like these black football players like kids in my class were like I didn't know you like Kendrick I didn't know you liked all I was like yeah I don't fucking talk about it I don't want people to know Mm, about my about my reality okay but then also feeling alienated because of that you know what I mean totally like I was like wow community is great but also Y'all yeah. only fucked with me because I liked rap music. Y'all didn't fuck mm. with me when I was like a little K-pop bitch. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Anyway. No, I feel I feel that because I'm like, okay, Pride Month is coming up. It's upon us. Now you know what day it is. Now you fucking know <laughs> literally that Annie. Sorry. Damn it. It's, you gave away the time it's frame. Coming up, and so <laughs> I'm like ready for this barrage of information about what gayness looks like to everyone. And Ugh, I'm like, yeah, it's there. Yeah. I'm glad it's there. I'm glad that we have it. I'm glad that we are celebrating gayness and queerness. And 
Yes, Just, and I felt that sigh so deeply. <laughs> yes, and I don't want to talk to everyone. I don't yeah. have in common things that I have in common with other people. I have <gasps> reached this point where I am living with my two straight men. And you I'm are living who with I'm two like, straight Who I'm like, who I'm like, but you're not so queer. But also, like, they're straight men. They yeah. definitely are. Like, yeah. they're cis straight men. But at the same time. But your brains? For me. They're queer. Their hearts, their hearts are queer. Their hearts are queer. Oh, but love the that. thing is that, like, it's also really satisfying in me, my little like second coming as a little boy. I love where I'm like your cargo short. My boy cargo face. short boys. <laughs> like, I shaved my head and started living with these two boys. Did and, you like, shave your head? Yeah, love that. I shaved it um la- to like last fall, not just oh, recently. This was before I met so, you. For, yeah, so I re- your hair was very short when we first met, though. Yeah, that's right. So I I shaved my head in a f- in one kind of go. You're just like over it, and I was like, oh, I'm a little boy, like. I, I just, like, get this. I'm all of a sudden, I'm like, oh, I'm going to skateboard around town. Oh, I'm going to do these things that I literally always did as a child. Grew out of them in the way that yeah. I, you shame does. And then mm. came back into my little boyness. So now, like, one of the reasons I love living with my roommate, Dylan. I mean, there's so many reasons because he's such a doll. But, like, it's like I get to be a little boy with him. Right. In, like, a non-weird way. But, like... <laughs> I think we, we get it. But, like, yeah. we talk about just, like, being little boys. Or right. And, like, we talk about boy stuff. and it's, I love that. And it's really serving that in me in yeah. a way that I personally, I think, really needed was, like, this kind of yes. like brotherly, like, communal, communal love yeah. of two guys. Yeah. And, yes, you could criticize me. Someone who's queer could be, like, I can't believe you live with a straight man. Two, two straight and guys. And I'm like, but I'm basically a little straight man in my little queer body like right there's some little straight guy piece to me right but that's because like <laughs> humans are complicated and when so you start putting these like really strict boundaries on anything yeah about what is and what isn't anything yes you're always going to find someone who identifies with that thing but isn't within the boundaries that exactly. you've created you and, know and the best way i think to like experience love and community is to just like have a small community of people that you're like i trust you and this is what we talk like right these are my this is how love looks for me this is how community looks Mm -hmm. for me and like we're gonna dictate how we are gonna be okay together yeah but there's just so many external factors i know it's like i sometimes just like i'm sitting here and i'm just like the world is so dumb because i wish i could just like enjoy my life but like now i have to like think and consider all this stupid shit that was not my choice. It was just forced upon me, and yeah. it's forced upon everyone. Yeah, and it. Yeah, so I think we're. <laughs> Which both like I, that's just like me and like my petulant. Like I hate this. <laughs> no, I I think it's genuine though. It's like, yeah, why can't you, like, be just as black as you ever were and like these things or have a community that looks this way? Like, right? Why can't your friend group look a certain way? You know, it's yeah. just one of those things where it's it's like, yeah, why can't I be? A queer person anyway while you were talking about fluctuating in and out of mm-hmm. identity i really related to like i hate <laughs> sometimes in some situations because i'm introvert especially mm. i hate being roped into queer events i'm like uh, i'm overwhelmed i don't want to talk about this like yeah and it's just my introversion coming out right where i'm like i'm very private you know it's so yeah, yeah, yeah. it's just one of those things where there are times when I'm like, I wish you'd just forget about my sexuality and just let me be right. this. It doesn't have to just, yeah. But then there are times when I when I need it. So it's just right. one of those things where it's so complicated. It is. And it's, you just got to take it 
when you need it and kind of and you know what now i'm saying like it sounds like you're abandoning it's not an abandonment of the cause it's like right it's not because i'm very black (laughs) even though i struggle with culture and community yeah a lot you know um I'm not abandoning anything. And I'm just having like a discourse. Probably, yeah, you're having a discourse. I'm just having a discourse. And you're like probably very adamantly like an advocate for anti racism. And like, I, I'm glad you said probably. I'm sad that you don't know. Well, I, sh- no, no, I, just I don't want to project activities <laughs> onto you or like a certain belief yeah. just because you are black. Like, I didn't right. want to yeah, assume yeah, yeah. these things. But right. I just based on our conversations about liberation and things i'm pretty confident in saying that you engage with these things regularly i would have to agree with that (laughs) with that uh 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 oh my god words are always escaping me they don't need it okay no i'm always engaging with that i'm always engaging with that period Period. that's the end of the the end of the sentence and it's like you can be that and embrace this i think i mean i think really what it comes down to can't believe we're solving this right now. We're solving. We're solving all of it. <laughs> no, it's funny. And I was like, it doesn't really come down to one thing. But <laughs> for five minutes, what it really comes down to? <laughs> what it what it really comes down to for me is this is like my frustration sometimes with um, people don't like to talk about like have the conversations that expand the ideas mm-hmm. because then it feels like it jeopardizes <gasps> the identity. Right. And so what happens is we're not allowed to talk about these things that are complicated where it's like, what if, what if black identity is like not always serving black people? Like what if black culture, which doesn't mean again, similar to what you were saying with your partner where you're like, I can just say I'm uncomfortable. Yeah. And it doesn't have to always mean, and now we're going to have to do something about it. It can just be like, an expression yeah like i can say that i'm not always in alignment with like how the black community like identifies with things and i can be critical of the way like i am very critical about um masculinity in Mm. the black community and like how that's a part of like the black culture and i'm just like but why like i don't you know what i mean like i do not fuck with that like at all and um People are just like, I don't want to talk about it because that's like, you know, because then that like weakens the thing. And it's like, no, we should just be allowed to like have these conversations, you know, like we should be allowed to talk about what like, like have discourse around what this thing is. If we don't talk about it, then that allows someone else to dictate it for (gasps) us. Beautiful. You know, like well said, if we're not within our communities having these conversations that are difficult you know, then like who's running the fucking show? Like yeah. who's who's making who's making the rules? Not being you able know? to be critical feels an awful lot like a weapon of whiteness. Oof. To be like, don't don't you know? Don't be critical. Don't be don't be self critical. Don't try and grow. Don't try. You know. Look, I okay. I'm gonna. <laughs> I feel like I'm not even allowed to say this because I'm. Um, I haven't listened to the album. Okay. I'm going to put that out there. So do not take what I'm saying very um, intensely because I haven't listened to it. But from what I've uh, some some conversations I've had with people You're around on the Internet, I'm on the Internet. Um, Kendrick Lamar's new album. Um, I was talking with my uncle. Who I actually love him and we have these really interesting conversations, but I don't always agree with him. Right. But we were talking about Kendrick Lamar's new album and um, I am ba- I don't listen to things on time. I just never do. So sorry, world. But I've heard some things about this album. And um, 
my uncle's like, what's always really interesting for me about this, about when Kendrick releases new music is like to see what black people are talking about, mm. which again, I haven't really listened to it and I haven't been really like engaging with society at all these days. Cause I'm hashtag depressed. Um, so, <laughs> so I like, haven't been like in the threads on the Twitter or whatever, but he, what he's told me is he's like, you know, like the beginning of the album from what I've heard again, haven't listened. I'm just so many caveats is that Kendrick Lamar being like, no, we don't do therapy. Like, like I don't like, I'm a black, like I don't fucking do therapy. And it's like his wife being like, you need to go to therapy. He's like, no, we don't do that. And then the entirety of the album, is like him in therapy. Okay. Um, and it's funny because my uncle's like, no one seems to be talking about that. Like I'm not seeing anyone having a discourse about the fact that this whole album is him being like, let's be critical of this, this ideal. Sure. You know, and no one's really like, engaging with that part of it you know and um i was like i feel now i have to listen <laughs> i want to listen to this now yeah um maybe that should be our homework that should yep because there is a little bit of conversation about his use of the f word as well i i've heard yeah. again haven't listened to the album yet me neither actually i did i, I have listened to half of it but fantastic not with a pen, paper and pencil i know that was a rude car agreed um, don't you know we're recording in here? Oh, is it the Amazon truck? Yep. Yucky. Yuck. We hate you. We hate you. Um, anyway, yeah, so I rarely listen. I'll just listen to something over and over and over again until I'm, like, relating thoughts. Um, yeah, so I'm also not saying this in praise of the album. I want to make that clear. I'm sure. just saying that in a similar vein, it's like, these conversations are important we should be allowed to have these conversations where we are both, I am black, but also why is therapy so like, like when you don't, when you don't have the conversations, you're right. It is very much a weapon of white, of whiteness. Yeah. Because like, all, like all of it is like the only reason why, I mean, like when you really like the only reason why we're fucking here as black people in this moment right now is because of slavery. <laughs> so like it's, <laughs> I'm just saying, you know. You had to deliver that with a giggle. I was just like, I mean, like, if you haven't really, like, thought about it. Right. What would what would American society be like without slavery? The history of slavery. I mean, Jesus. Uh, anyway, so I was like, I'm not going to talk about this as black people and then went into onto a whole tangent. And and I really appreciated it, actually. Yeah. I thought it was, I thought it, it's, um, I'm glad that you could share that and feel vulnerable. I can imagine how scary it is to even say the words. Like, I can't relate to these pieces. Like, it's just, everything yeah, feels It very is vulnerable, and I am scared for the comment section of this video. Um, right. Love y'all. No, I just, I, uh, yeah, well, it, it is, it's hard because it is, it's not, not, like, none of this, none of, none of what we're talking about in queerness or in blackness is ever, like, to say, like, these are real feelings, like, the way you identify with your community is very valid. Like you, like these are the identities that keep us fucking together, you know, yeah. like being able to be like, I am a strong black woman and connect with people of that community and really identify with that keeps me fucking sane. Yeah. A lot. Totally. You know, so it's not to say that like, Yes, be protective. Like I'm, you know what yeah, I mean. Be protective, like, yeah. Please do it. You mm -hmm. know, and 
on the same tip, you are allowed to be like, you're not queer to me. And that's, <laughs> it will hurt my feelings, but it doesn't matter if it hurts my feelings. Such a good point. Not that I was going to say that, but, but it is yeah. one of those things where it's like, okay, another weapon of whiteness. <laughs> um, yes. I can't, yeah. I hurt feelings. My you're, hurt, not my hurt to, you're not allowed i've been experiencing no. that a little bit lately is like people being like i hate this war against um cis people and i'm like okay <laughs> like her, having your feelings hurt and needing to immediately reconcile like rectify that yeah. is absolutely someone who's used to power and comfort yep. because some of us live with hurt feelings all the time all the time all the time depending on <laughs> you like my, what yeah. a time, what a time. <laughs> We're just like dealing with hurt feelings in a, in a different way where like we know we can't do anything about it. Like It's just like a part of existence. It's like I know that I can't immediately address every person's homophobia and let let myself just be a person. Like if I mess up or I make someone angry, like I know that calling me a dyke is somewhere on the horizon. Like I know Ugh. that that's there, you know. I know that the fact that I'm a, a feminist and really outspoken about it is like – the tool, the weapon of saying you none of your what you're saying matters because you're a dyke or a lesbian. Yeah, you, this is just you being grumpy or angry. Or yeah. So I know it's that just because you wear cargo shorts. It's just because I wear <laughs> cargo shorts, and I'm not even wearing them anyway. <laughs> Do you own cargo shorts? No. I literally am like I don't think I've ever seen. I don't know why my imagery in my brain because that's actually but I used not to want to. But I used to want to. Maybe I'll find you like a chic pair of chinos or something yeah. one of these days. Anyway, not what we're getting to. But, but but it's but that's the thing is it's like yeah my like I'm I'm almost never a hundred percent comfortable in society. So the fact that you're like oh my god someone I don't doesn't like, like being the fa- targeted and I want it to be fixed immediately. It's like good for yeah, you. It, oh, <laughs> that's I'm nice. so yeah. Congratulations for having a feeling. Yeah, you know? exactly. So um, welcome to my existence. All I do the time. think dialogue to me feels like one of the only. It's yeah. I mean, it does, and like engaging with it and being okay with someone coming at you and being like, not you. I would never put you in this position, but like, no, please. Some queer might come at me and be like, "You need to be loyal to all queers." And I'm like, yeah, I hear you. I really hear you. And I like, I believe that's a valid part of this experience. I just know it hasn't been serving me very well. I just feel like it's all more nuanced than that. So nuanced. It's so nuanced because it's like, it's, and it's funny because it's something that you were saying um, about like, I don't like, like the uh, mid-century modern gay man therapist therapist you know yeah yeah and being like i don't like this person and like i identify stronger with this person than that person it's like i can still humanize this person you know what i mean Mm. and not like them and i think that um it was interesting it's funny because i've actually been talking about this in terms of like neurodivergency Mm. where you know a lot of friends of mine myself included like coming into neurodivergency and being like oh just because we all have this thing in common of being you know, on the spectrum, having ADHD, whatever. I don't actually like all neurodivergent people. Mm. I can't relate to all of them, like, in these ways that I can relate to you and, like, my friends. Mm. And sometimes my friends are like, I forget that, like, I don't, just because we're both autistic doesn't mean that mm. that I like all autistic. Like, like, it doesn't automatically mean that, like, we're homies. Nor you know what I mean? It. Nor should it, because that's where we should be allowed yeah. to feel 
multiple different things. Like, it doesn't, you know what I mean? And that's the thing is it's like I can have respect for all black people. Yeah. I can want all black people to be treated. Yeah. Um, in the way that all humans deserve to be treated. Yeah. And I can have a fierce love for people of my community, but I can also be like, I'm not just gonna fucking roll with every black person just because they black. Mm, mm-hmm. And maybe that's not everyone's vibe. But I love people for lots of reasons. Yeah. Yeah. And and their ethnicity is not just one of them. Yeah. Like I can I can like people for lots of reasons and their brains and neurodivergency or, or neurotypicality is not one of them. Mm-hmm. I can love people for a lot of reasons and their straightness or queerness is not one of them. You know yeah. what I mean? Like you can have these qualities that I care so much about as in being like queer, a person of color, you know, neurodivergent, things that I relate deeply to and you can still be a fucking shitty person. Absolutely. You can still be Boy, mean can you. Yeah. or inconsiderate or rude and all these other things. And those things far outweigh these identifying factors that are supposed to hold us together beyond a shadow of a doubt, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's all, there's just so much information out there. Like, it's just, there's so much stimulus all the time about what you have to and cannot, you know. Yeah, what you shouldn't, shouldn't do. What you shouldn't, shouldn't do. Anyway, we really took a turn. I, yeah, I know. I'm like, and back to Steven Universe. (laughs) But here's the thing is that that's what this, uh, that's what we're here for, I think. That's what this podcast is about, I think, is like, look, we use it as an avenue. We want to talk about these things. I like the dialogue personally. I appreciate. Yeah, and also you can be queer if you want. Thanks, Annie. Yeah, I I, I really it. do. You should you should just see me like having these full blown panic attacks with my friends. Like, I don't know. Should I go to the? I was invited. Like, I don't know if I should go. Yeah. Like a friend of mine was like, Yeah, I go to these like queer events. Like, and all these. I was like, I I don't know if I should be there. I think the fact that you're <laughs> already wondering is like a good respectful position go. to be in. Like, I struggle with this. We haven't talked about this yet on this episode, but it's kind of been implied. I struggle with, like, uh, my almost trans identity Mm -hmm. in the same way because, Mm -hmm. like, okay, transness is such a very, it's a big, Uh, big thing. It's, like, there's so many layers, and there's a lot of people who think it looks a certain way. So, like, uh, it could, for some people, it means surgery. For some people, it means, which I adamantly disagree with because... Not everyone needs surgery. And to also not everyone can fucking afford it. I was it. just going to say that too. But <laughs> like, I also didn't yeah. want it to be like the only thing that makes you not, that the only thing that could matter is financial decisions. But right. Like, Sometimes there's it's, a lot it's of reasons. Emo- yeah. Yeah. Like I don't have, this is very deep and personal and I have been in dialogue with people for the last few years about this. So like some of it is also reflecting some of their thoughts, but mm. like I don't really have strong bottom dysmorphia mm. and by that I mean bottom dysphoria. Um, that was the word. Yeah. Sorry. Uh-huh. No, I do that all the time. Um, I just have, I have, you know, all the four, all the discs is so all like, of them. So you're like, <laughs> just mixing them up. Yeah, I know. It's like, which um, one is it? But like, I definitely often think about like top dysphoria. Mm. And so I'm like, okay, so there's definitely something there that's like, right. And so, you know, it is, feels like there's a lot of pressure to decide, like, how trans you can be. Yeah. Or, like, how, um, I don't, and I just don't know. Like, I, do I think about top surgery? Yes, often. Mm-hmm. Do I have fear about it? Yes. 
yeah it's fucking scary do i think about the fact that like is it am i so uncomfortable that i need it yeah i I try to do that math constantly is it helping me no but like one of those things yeah like uh, I don't hundred percent know whether a top surgery would like make me feel result. Yeah, a hundred percent better. I think it would. Like, I think I would not regret it. Uh huh. Would that change how I view myself? Not really. It's not a transition. It's just one of these things. Right. Where it's, it's like, like it's like so what many is, layers. Right. When does it become one thing and not the other thing? When does it? And that being yeah. said, like I really, I have been saying this phrase in my head for the couple of day, last couple of days because my book. Going back to Annie's fucking book. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, it kind of like it kind of interacts with transness without ever saying it, mm. but it is like a, a gender story more than right. anything else. Like it's yeah. more, more than a coming out story. It is a gender story. Right. And so I, I am like, but I feel like I'm borrowing transness and I don't, but I, and I, like, I, but I both love I? and don't love that feeling. Right. Where I'm like, it's like I, someone else has paved the way. Uh, People have, I mean, hey, black trans women who, yeah. who are doing the work and have been doing the work are right it's like we I, the phone the only way with the only reason that we're even allowed to have these discourses and that these things are being talked about is because someone put in their literal body yeah like for years for people years. have put yeah. their bodies on the line for years to allow us to even get to a place where the the idea of what these identities can mean are expansive and that's like Besides the fact that it's scary to even just, like, identify as trans, mm-hmm. and not in a way that it's, like, it's inherently bad, just, like, hey, society. Well, yes. <laughs> hey, Texas. Yeah. Um, Texas for a lot of reasons. For a lot of reasons. A lot of but, reasons. But it's just, like, I know I want to both honor the fact that people have come before me. Mm-hmm. I want to acknowledge the fact that I myself experience gender dysphoria, mm-hmm. where I'm, like, I... I can give you literally a 20-year, 28-year list of, of anecdotes yeah. where I'm like, and then I had to do this, and I felt uncomfortable. Like, I can give you the evidence. Yeah. So I want to validate my own experience with gender, but I also want to say, and I still have a degree of safety, not just because I'm, like, I mean, I'm no longer femme-presenting. But there's some sort of tolerability about me. Like, I'm white. I'm I'm short. I'm, like, non-threatening. Like, there's just a lot of yeah, things that are, right. like, make me safe that I, that, and, like, I don't have that, anything visually that makes heteronormative people uncomfortable. You know, it's one of those things. Right. I could just be a Rachel Maddow dykey lesbian. Like, I don't know. So, it's just one of those things where. I'm sorry. I'm laughing. I'm sorry that I said that about her. No, that's <laughs> but like, so funny. I don't know if I'm I know that people literally are like, we have accepted Rachel Maddow. And so they see you and they're like, yes. Literally. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. Thank you. You yes. are you the are same. You are Rachel. I get it. You are Rachel. I understand this now. Yeah. Because, because of Rachel Maddow. Yes. So it's like one of those things. It's like, where am I a butch gay woman? Am I mm-hmm. like a little boy? do you have to no but it's funny like i mean it's not funny like i feel like the only reason why you feel like you have to pick is because of the cards that we've been dealt as a culture yes right yeah like like it's very hard to to yes and in this culture totally um and the end result is what we want is like very fluid culture where just fluidity we can all just be fluid you can be friends with who you want to be friends with you can identify how you want to identify. Except, you can I mean, dress like the way you want to dress. I just want to caveat: Unless like you, you cannot identify as black if you are not 
oh no a sorry. black person no because no, it's, it's like I just want to make it because I feel like I've been <laughs> yeah. like yeah everything's really expansive which is true but also like Rachel Dolezal was a piece of shit oh yeah we're not doing that because the struggles of blackness are very much relevant to the color of a person's skin and colorism is a real and colorism is a real look oh my god Annie we could be here all day because I'm literally like and then let's talk about all of the people who are black but don't look black and what does that mean yeah there's a lot of layers so many layers and on that note <laughs> I think it's good I think it's good to be how long has this episode it's been long. today it's been two hours Oh my fuck! I'm sorry, y'all. Well, we're not sorry. We're, we're not sorry. Okay, These yeah, are no, the I'm most important conversations that people can have. Fucking apologizing then. We're not. Nope. I just I do think that like uh, putting yourself in a box is is you're losing again. Like you're losing again. Like we're, you're. We're all playing the losing game by putting ourselves into yeah. a box because you know who boxes were created by the white man. The white man in caps. Literally. So, so other. There, you know, like that's just not like the human experience does not have to be that way. No. And there are other cultures that have shown us that it's possible to not exist in that way. And I wonder if people would be so recently someone was like, I don't want to associate associate with people who are only trans allies when it's trendy, like kind of implying that that was me. Mm. And I was like, OK, like, are oh. we are we not allowed to learn new information mm-hmm. with the uh, popularity of new experiences, and then allowed to change our opinions? Truly, aren't we supposed to? Aren't like, we? Isn't aren't that what we're supposed to do? Is to learn and grow, and then like yeah. become better people? And I can tell you firsthand, I didn't know anything about the trans queerness. experience yeah. or the trans, the trans experience, experience yeah. or the queer experience beyond. We have a neighbor who might be, gay, you know, right like, when you were younger, right. And now I'm like, I don't want that. And I learned a lot. Yes, I feel like I really need to do more work in so many ways. And, like, I'm learning every day. But it can be really scary to learn. But people should be graceful as they're trying to. Mm -hmm. It's just, it's one of those things where I'm glad that we can talk about this just so people know that whatever we talk about with authority, it could be earned authority. You know, we've. Yeah, we, we're, we, we be thinking. And if we were in a bubble, <laughs> oh my god! If we were in a bubble, what would what would be? It can ooh, be safe. Wait, if you were in a bubble, okay. And this is this will be our closing. Yeah, good. Thing, if you were in a bubble and you were like, "Damn, the only way I can get out of here is is I gotta express some vulnerability." What would be like one of the things that you gotta say right now that you're afraid to say? Oh God. How come you're not going for? I'll go first because you asked, but then I want to hear your. No, answer. I'm gonna go. I'm thinking. I'm. I've been thinking about that. Like, what am I struggling with the most right now? Is this too big of a question? No, it's not too big. I just hadn't thought about it. So, if you're thinking about it, I invite you to share. But I like. I'm trying to think of like what. How to phrase it? What is my? What is like my biggest vulnerability right now that I'm like the 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 most like em- embarrassed. Mine's got to be my neediness. I was going to say, like, I am at a place right now where I desire partnership really deeply. Me too. And I don't have that in my life in any capacity. I mean, that's that's not fair. Not in any capacity. But um, I'm just like, like, if I was standing in front of someone 
that I wanted partnership with, I'd be, I'd feel very embarrassed to be like, no, I just like, I really want someone in my life. Like I want, I want a person. Yeah. You know, and that feels fucking lame because I'm supposed to be like independent, you know? Disagree. Yeah. I, just, I mean, boo, like boo. boo yeah. That's not real. No, but, but I, yeah. Yeah. I think I, similarly, I mean, I'm like very much have was that way for many years where I was like, mm-hmm. I need my most vulnerable thing. And the truest thing about me is that I really want to be with someone like mm-hmm. really, 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 really. Yeah. Um, does that mean I have to sometimes put that aside and like do single things? Yes. Absolutely. Does that mean it solves every problem? No. Does partnership solve every problem? No. Absolutely not. But, but you can still want companionship and it's okay to want that. Yeah. I think that I, re- something I said to my partner like about three weeks ago was like, I, <laughs> okay, this is the most vulnerable thing. This is it. Um, I just want one experience where like, someone has thrown me a party oh. where people have shown up and they're excited to be there and I don't feel like they're just doing me a favor. Like, I just want an experience where, like, some people have surprised me in this way where people can express their, their love affection for, for me. Because I... And I don't want to feel like I'm asking for it, even though I'm right now asking the universe for it. But I'm like... You don't... You want it to just happen. You're like, you want... You want Steven to... Show up with the glow bracelet. I want Steven to show say, up with the glow bracelet. And say, I've been, I've been, I've been, I've been yeah. not watching. I've been, I've been waiting to, to give you some love. And this doesn't And mean, I care about yeah, you. Yeah, and not in a partnership sense, because I think Al does a really nice job of that for me. But like. Like in a friendship. Like a, I want to like, see it. I want to yeah. see people tell me that I'm important to them. You know what? I think that's also. I've been missing friends. I have been too, which is why I had that awkward moment earlier on the couch. When you asked like, me if I wanted to hang <laughs> out, do you watch movies? It was so fun. You were like, "Do you?" Want? And I was like, eh, "And you were like, never mind." Like you were gonna, you were gonna <laughs> drop it. You were like, "I will never ask her to hang out Literally ever again." Ever again. <laughs> well, the other night I was like, kind of just like, I want to watch a movie. I'm alone at the house, and I like know Al needs some space. But I want a friend like around. Loneliness. I'm lo- oh, loneliness. We're both feeling a little lonely yeah, right now. Yeah, totally. And that's the vulnerable truth. That's the truth. And that's why we need bubbles. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe just for <laughs> just a little bit. As long as they in. pop. No, I'm just trying I to I know. You're like, episode. and, okay, hope that made sense. <laughs> yeah, that's so the end. Um, If you stuck around for this whole episode, thanks so much. Seriously. And also, congrats on, on taking it all in. around. Yeah. I mean, I guess... We're off schedule, and my like mild OCD hates that we're not going to be on an even number well, we anymore. Could do, we could do a separate episode for that. For the Garnet one, or we could for Serious or something. No, we can't. Oh my god, no! I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I thought about it for a second, and I was like, <sighs> maybe, maybe we can watch two more, and then we'll see how we feel. Got it. About maybe doing like all cool. three together, cool. or I mean. like, because I feel like Garnet is like a. F- it, like she's very much a through line of this season and okay. part of me's like maybe we just save like maybe we have a garnet episode oh, later on okay after we like learn some more about her <gasps> okay because i feel like we could talk about it and essentially the biggest thing is we're like we're learning a lot about garnet and we're like intrigued by her character mm-hmm. you know but mm-hmm. there's gonna be a lot more to talk okay. about later i'm in okay and on that note we will see you guys next time and 2024 Yep, because you don't know what time it is. You don't know. 
We said it was pride, but what year is it? What, but what year? We don't at even what know. Cost? Yeah. At what cost? At what does that mean? Mm, nothing. At what cost of what? Like no, nothing. No, okay. Didn't mean anything. Okay. <laughs> All right, y'all. Bye. Bye.